Welcome everybody back to the Oklahoma Drill Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew, and as always, I got my co-host Matt here with me. Matt, we are going to continue our position review series, looking through the entire Jets roster position by position, and focus today on probably the biggest position that could possibly be happening. That is the quarterbacks. As we sit here to start to record, we are waiting confirmation that Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers is going to be traded to the New York Jets. There has already been one tweet from Trey Wingo, an NFL reporter, saying that it is done. We are waiting on confirmation from others. Wingo, notably, was the first reporter to mention the fact that the Jets would be visiting with Aaron Rodgers uh, about a week ago at this point. Broke that news well ahead of everybody else, and that ended up being true as well. I am sitting here furiously refreshing Twitter. I'm going to need carpal tunnel surgery on my thumb after all of this. But we are waiting and we are in a holding pattern. Let's start here. Let's just talk about Aaron Rodgers, the prospect of him joining this team, because right now it seems like it's going to happen and we're just waiting for the confirmation. Yeah, uh, it's trending that way as per Adam Schefter. Uh, But it's also been trending that way for weeks now. a lot of people are speculating, oh, this is the, the Packers trying to get leverage by making sure all the other quarterbacks get uh, snatched up. Or, uh, But really, this is all Rodgers right now. It's all Rodgers trying to, to delay things, maybe uh, for whatever reason. I am not going to pretend to ever dive into his mind and uh, and think of what he's thinking, because who knows. Uh, so it's it's really in his court right now. He can stay at any moment that he's deciding to go to the Jets or stay or retire, most likely uh, retire or go to the Jets. Um, yeah, it's exciting times. I mean, we've kind of been waiting on the, the edge of our seats for weeks now, just waiting for something. And he even said that he doesn't want to drag things out and go into free agency. And yet here we are. Uh, we are in the legering, legally, uh, legal tampering uh, zone of free agency right now. People are getting snatched up left and right. And guess what? He hasn't made a single decision. So he's already contradicting himself a few, to- a few ways. Um, and we're all just waiting. It's just a waiting game. And yeah, we, there's some... some Things leaking out there. Uh, who knows how uh, reliable they actually are in the end? We'll 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 leave that to the history books. Um, but I mean, it can go. I still can see it going either way. Uh, yeah, it's trending towards him coming to the Jets. But you know what? I as a Jet fan, I have learned to accept the 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 dark truth that always lurks uh, right behind the hopeful uh, light of of. Of, of hope so it, it, it's always there and i i come to terms with both um i am okay with rogers at this point i think he's really our only good shot right now at at making this team a formidable team that can make it to the playoffs uh and maybe even make a, a super bowl run uh it's uh, other than him it's it's slim pickings uh, on our team right now, we have what Zach and Strebler. Uh Strebler yep. can make a nice move to to fullback, but really, it's just Zach. Um, so we've got nothing. <laughs> so it, really, we need this this piece to fall uh, before we even start thinking about anything. 
Yeah, we really do. Uh, and as you noted, we're down a quarterback in the room. Mike White today announcing, uh, announcing or was announced that he's going to be going to the Miami Dolphins as a backup, but a really solid backup contract at $8 million a year to go play in Miami. He's from South Florida originally, so he gets to go uh, back to his hometown. That's a great situation for Mike White, and I am happy for the guy through and through. I wish him nothing but success. His time with the Jets was a lot of fun. We'll always remember his first start on Halloween against the Bengals a year ago. You know, nothing but love on this side for me, at least for Mike White. But for the Jets, that's one less quarterback in their room that they can feel good about. And now you're looking at options of Zach Wilson and Chris Trevler, like you said, and you look at the outside market, some of their backup plans have fallen apart. Derek Carr has already agreed to sign with the Saints. I'm pretty sure he already has signed, and that's already official. And he is in New Orleans. It was announced earlier today that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to the Raiders on a multi-year contract as well. Another guy the Jets were reportedly to be interested in if this Rodgers deal ends up not happening. So they really have all their eggs in this Aaron Rodgers basket right now. And if it does not come to fruition, you know, it's going to be a really interesting scene to see what they do. Luckily, it seems like it's trending that way, let alone, you know, the multiple reports from people saying it's trending that way that are in the know. We have Trey Wingo outright saying it is done. You've had a lot of Jets players today uh, pretty much immediately after Trey Wingo put out his first tweet, sounding like they already know this is done. Garrett Wilson, in particular, I think, had the most telling series of tweets where mere minutes after Trey Wingo tweeted, Garrett Wilson comes on himself and says, I'm on vacation and I can finally relax. And you should see how big I'm smiling right now. And we were talking off air, Matt. I think it would be quite the coincidence if Garrett Wilson is on vacation and is either one furiously checking Twitter like the rest of us every two seconds and not enjoying his vacation or coincidentally at that very moment happened to be checking his phone and go on Twitter and see that tweet from uh, Wingo and take it at face value. That to me feels like the players know what's happening and the players are already have an idea of how this is going to play out. And we're just waiting for the rest of the media to catch on. But until then we wait Uh, until then we wait in anticipation and we hope for the best. Let's talk about, while we still can, let's talk about what happens in the doomsday scenario of Aaron Rodgers not being a New York Jet in 2023. Like I said, some of their backup options are already gone. There isn't too many left. I think the first guy you have to talk about, and I think we would be in agreement that this would be our top target and really the only guy we'd really be interested in at this point is Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, it, it really, that's just about it. And Brissett throughout his career has always been that solid guy, that guy that you know can operate a team well, uh, play within his means, uh, and just do what is asked of him. Uh, he's never been a guy that really, uh, really shown that he can be head and uh, over heels better than whoever he's facing uh, on any given day. He's just the guy that will get the job done and do okay. Uh, he's the kind of guy you want as a stopgap. If you have a young guy uh, sitting behind him, just waiting, uh, it's really who we should have gotten uh, for Zach's rookie year. Uh, that's yeah. what we should have done. Um, but at this point, we're in a different position. Now we have coaches with their jobs on the line. We have a GM who might be on the hot seat also if, if things go south. Uh, so it's a completely different position. We are in a position where we need to win and we need to win soon. Uh, does Brissett do that? Eh, 
<laughs> maybe, maybe, probably, most likely not. I, I think we are probably a borderline wild card team with Brissette as our starter. Uh, if not a wild card team, uh, it, it it would really screams nine on and eight to me. But here's the thing with Brissette: who wants to be a a, a Jet free agent signing? With Brissett as our quarterback, um, it, it's it's a lot different than if you have an Aaron Rodgers. Selling Brissett to, to prospective free agents is is not an easy task. Uh, you could bring in players because we have brought in good players, uh, but I think it's more about how much we have to offer in terms of cash at that point, rather than offering them uh, a stable place to go to maybe win a title. So it's it's different. Uh, one option that I was thinking about uh, is also maybe a Tannehill trade uh, could be on on the table if they're thinking uh, a slight step above uh, the Bristol. What do you, what do you think of Tannehill? I wouldn't be opposed. I really wouldn't be opposed. I think if it comes down to that situation, I think he could be acquired for probably not that much. But then again, mm-hmm. you have to wonder, do the Titans trust Malik Willis? Because I'm not sure they do. They had an issue, uh, an opportunity at the end of the year when Tannehill was hurt, and they signed Josh Dobbs off the street and had him start, and I'm pretty sure, a playoff game over Malik Willis, who was a rookie they had just drafted and been in their organization for the entire year up to that point. They may not feel comfortable getting rid of Tannehill, and it may not be a situation where you can just go, oh, yeah, we can just trade for Tannehill and, and we'll be fine. It might be, it might be, you know, a, a much harder sell. And if that is an option, and if Tannehill were to be made available, and Rogers does not end up in New York, I, I really like that idea. I think Tannehill gives you a higher ceiling than Brissett. I think he's capable of running the offense to what it needs to do. I think he can do enough on his own, be creative, and and make plays happen when there isn't stuff there. But it wouldn't be too inspiring. It wouldn't be compared to everything we've been through and all the anticipation of, is it going to be Carr? Is it going to be Rodgers? We haven't even brought up the idea of Lamar Jackson, which is where I'll go next. You know, settling for a a Tannehill and at the end of the day, I really think would be a a real tough sell and wouldn't inspire a ton of confidence. Like you're saying for outside free agents, where are you going to want to join this team? Are you going to want to sign on for a run if you have similar offers uh, financially from other teams that might have a better shot at a title? It might be a lot harder to to make that sell. I want to talk about Lamar Jackson next, because I think this is the outside of Aaron Rodgers. This is the best possible scenario or, or quarterback they could add. But the the cost of adding him is going to be more than significant. You're going to have to give up your two first round picks. That's a given. And it doesn't sound like Lamar Jackson wants anything but a fully guaranteed contract upwards with the likes of what Deshaun Watson got from Cleveland, which was five years or four years, $250 million, and all of it was guaranteed. You're you're taking on a, a massive, massive contract that seriously affects your salary cap and ability to not only bring in outside free agents, but keep your own guys. I don't see a world where the Jets would be able to get Lamar Jackson and keep Quinn and Williams. So if you're willing to give up two first-round picks and Quinnen Williams, essentially, to get Lamar Jackson, I, that's really, really hard for me to swallow. And, I, and there's no guarantee that it would even work because you have to offer Lamar the contract. He would have to then sign the offer sheet. 
And then the Ravens get a chance to match it. And from everything we've heard so far is that the Ravens plan to match any offer that Lamar gets signed. And they're just trying to basically <laughs> say, we've made our piece. We, we know what your value is. We're trying to give you an offer that we think is fair. And if you don't think it, that's fair, then go see what the rest of the league is going to give you. And if uh, someone else decides to give him that contract and the Ravens will force their hand, basically, I don't think they're going to let Lamar Jackson out of their building. I, I just, I, I really don't. It would be, He's a great player. He would absolutely make the Jets better, and they could certainly be a playoff contender, if not more, with Lamar Jackson under center for them. But there is such a high cost and so little guarantee associated with that that it makes me really uncomfortable. David, here's the thing. If they are willing to match any offer, then just offer them the guaranteed money right now. Like, yeah, you're risking a lot here. Uh, I, I feel like things have deteriorated a lot between uh, Jackson and the Ravens and really just pushing him to this point is not going to help anything. Uh, so r- really, if that's what they want to do is bring him back no matter what, then just bring him back. Give him what he wants. Uh, otherwise, because that's what it's going to come to. Like it, he's going to hold out for the best deal, who's, whoever is able to offer him the best. And it, it's it's just going to come down to it, them offering whoever offers them guaranteed money because somebody's going to do it. Somebody is going to see the talent that Lamar Jackson is and what he brings to a team and what he's able to do uh, for an entire franchise, not just now, but even in the next couple of years or a few years after that. It's It's all for a top-notch quarterback that can take your team to where you want it to go. And no other quarterback's going to be doing that uh, on the, in the free agent market. Uh, you can take your chances with a rookie quarterback, but you have a proven guy that you know is top-notch. And you got to pay top-notch money for it. And yeah, we might lose a guy like Quinnen Williams, uh, but guess what? Having a guy like Mar Jackson is way more important. I think they could feel okay with losing a Quinnen Williams and bringing in other guys and drafting heavy on the defensive line uh, to build that back up. So I, I would be okay with that. <laughs> if, if, if getting a Lamar Jackson means losing Quinn Williams, it would be sad. I love Quinn Williams. I want him back. But you know what? That's kind of the price you pay if you want an elite quarterback uh, that's not on a rookie contract. It's just the way it is. It would have been nice to get there a little later in our development, but it's it's where we are right now and it's i think it's okay because guess what the what it, what it means is that we have a top-notch team that could win at any time against anybody and go to the super bowl so i'm okay with that yeah and and you're not totally wrong i, I really don't completely disagree with you or, or anything like that i mean in a vacuum lamar jackson being your quarterback is significantly more important than quinnon williams being your defensive tackle if you're looking at it just from that aspect where the impact of what they do to add to the team and help them win. Lamar Jackson is going to be able to do more himself to help the Jets be a contender than Quinnen Williams would. As much as we love Quinnen, and as much as just as I agree with you, I would want nothing more than for him to be on this team and play his whole career in New York. If that's what it comes down to, and Rodgers isn't an option, it's, it's certainly going to be hard to pass up the opportunity. My only thought, and you had mentioned this, uh, Matt, this is kind of what I want to debate with you a little bit. You had said some mm. team is going to give him the guaranteed money. I don't know about that. I, I'm 
I'm not so sure about that because the rest of the league, pretty much the second Lamar Jackson got that tender, it, it was like a flurry of multiple reports from multiple teams being like, they're not going to be interested. We don't, we're not, we're not going after him. We don't care. You know, Lamar Jackson's out. That's what it is. Who cares? We're sticking with what we have. Where multiple quarterback needy teams that would have the cap space or wouldn't be, you know, are more in a rebuilding scenario where they need that quarterback and they have the picks to burn or they don't have as many impending stars to leave their own team that they have to worry about. We're just completely and totally out. I mean, look at the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers traded more than two first round picks. They traded their first this year, their first next year, two second round picks and DJ Moore to go up and to pick a, to get the first pick in the draft and take a rookie quarterback. You could have just sent two first to Baltimore and given him a fully guaranteed contract and gotten Lamar Jackson and kept both your second round picks and kept DJ Moore. And they weren't it. The Raiders said, we're not going to be in the market of going, you know, huge signing, trying to grab a top quarterback. And they end up getting Jimmy Garoppolo for 67 million over three years. Is that a top of the market level deal? No, but that's another team that had a quarterback need that is now off the market. I just, I haven't seen any indication that Lamar Jackson is getting what he wants. And quite honestly, I think this is a coordinated thing from the league where the rest of the owners and the rest of the NFL hates the Browns for giving Deshaun Watson that contract and giving players like Lamar Jackson a bargaining piece and a piece of leverage to hold and say, well, he got it. It's not, you know, you're not being the first team that's breaking the bank. But the collective response from the NFL and from, in my opinion, owners trickling their way down through reporters and everything else has basically been good luck, Lamar, you're not getting it. And so I'm, that's why I feel like the Ravens are confident that they'll match any offer sheet. And if and when a team does decide that we're going to go all out and we're going to give Lamar this deal, I think the Ravens will match it because they don't think, I don't think they think any team is going to give them that money. And so if it does happen, they go, okay, you win Lamar. We're going to keep you here. Another team would offer you that. We didn't think anybody else would, but it happened. And we're not going to lose our quarterback that we value very highly. So fine, you win. But I'm not so sure that they're going to be uh, another, there's going to be another team that's going to offer him that deal. Yeah, I mean, probably not. But you know what? Desperation leads to desperate moves. And I, if I haven't seen a, a, a desperate person before, I would look at Woody Johnson. And that guy seems as desperate as anybody uh, to, to get the quarterback that can get us to where we need to be, to where he wants to where the fans want us to be. So desperation leads to funny thing. So I, I, I tend to sh- side with you. Yeah, most likely not. It's not going to happen. Nobody's going to offer him that. But I, I, once, once pieces start coming off the board and people start looking at where they are in the draft and who they think might be left, you never know. Funny things can happen. It's definitely still a possibility. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say for sure, you know, I know what's going to happen or what team is going to offer what, because I don't. And uh, what I think is not necessarily always going to be the truth. So that's still up in the air. It's, it's a tricky, tricky situation as a whole because the Jets options are so limited and it's really get this deal with Aaron Rodgers done or pony up a large amount of draft capital and money for Lamar Jackson or go kind of 
bargain shopping with what's left. We had mentioned Jacoby Brissett. There's really only one other name on top of Brissett and Tannehill, who we also talked about, that I think could be an option. And the issue is the Jets are probably going to have some competition for him. And I'm not, before I say this, I want to be clear that this is not my preferred option. And we're talking disaster scenarios here. But the next guy I would turn to is Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just looking at what's available, looking at age, looking at talent. I think there could be a pathway to a somewhat competent Jets offense with Baker Mayfield under center. But from everything I'm seeing, it seems like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are planning to do everything they can to sign Baker. And so yeah, you're going to have, exactly. yeah, you're going to have direct competition where you could be paying significantly more money for a Baker Mayfield than you probably should be just because you get into a bidding war and it just creates a, a terrible situation. It's, I am, I just want this to be done. <laughs> I, I just, do. just, just announced that the, the Rogers deal is done and we can move on with our lives because that's where this all seems to be heading the way the jets have played this out and where they are in the market right now. It, it seems like they know this is going to happen. And if all of the way they, if this is how they've been acting and this doesn't happen, then the Jets front office seriously, seriously messed up. Mm-hmm. I agree. And if this Rogers uh, story eventually does come to a conclusion soon and uh, it turns out that he is coming here, I think that there are a number of top free agents that are waiting and that want to play with him. So I start. I think that dominoes at other positions start to fall a lot quickly right after that gets done. Um, you know what? We've been talking a lot, a lot about like what would happen if he doesn't come, but let's game it out a little bit more with if he does come, if the, if the, our best case scenario does happen and we do land Rogers. So now we have Rogers uh, and Zach and Strebler. So now it's all about finding that number three quarterback because I don't want Strebler as our number three quarterback right now. I think he's probably better as a Tyson Hill kind of guy, our gimmick fullback, uh, tight end kind of dude. Um, so we still need a number three guy, and that's a lot easier to find right now. I, I would love to have the worst case scenario, or not the worst case scenario, the, the, our, our minds when it comes to quarterback being, oh, what do we do as far as our third option or backup, uh, if you don't trust Zach to be our backup. And for that, it, it there's a lot more options out there in free agency. We can get a, anybody really uh, who I would trust a, as a number three. We can get a Gardner Minshew. We can get a a, 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 a what's his name? A Cooper Rush. Uh, Tyler I got Huntley. a name for you. Yep. Oh. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, if he would ever want to come back here. Uh, I I don't see him as a number three, but maybe as a number two option. Uh, I don't would think be... Zach's the backup. First things first. I think Zach Wilson is is getting his total reset, and they. If, I do not think he's going to be the backup quarterback. I think they are going to find somebody to be the backup quarterback, and Zach Wilson is going to be the... We have, in this scenario we're talking about, we have Aaron Rodgers for however long we have him, you don't even worry about being the backup. You just work on getting yourself right and preparing, and we'll see what happens next year. So I'm, I would not be. The question is, would Darnold want to come back? And there's no guarantee that that would be the case. And I wouldn't blame him whatsoever for not wanting to come back. But looking at the rest of the market, you got a guy that's got some starting experience, more so than some of the other guys like a Cooper Rush. Um, I don't think his price is going to be ridiculous. 
I think Mike, I think he, I don't think he'd get as much as Mike White just got at 8 million. I think he could be had for less than that. It's very clear the Panthers, you know, they're not interested in keeping him. Uh, maybe they keep him as their backup, but, you know, there's no guarantee that's going to happen either because he's a free agent and he can, you know, be ready to go somewhere else. I'm, I think there's a, a, a better than not chance that it make it, it makes a lot of sense. Let me say that. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. Um, yeah, I, I think whoever we bring in should either be competition with Zach or be the outright backup, like you said. Um, and yeah, that, that, these all these guys I think are, are decent. Henneke, uh, e- even um, uh, what's his name uh, on Carolina, the other Carolina guy, Philip Walker, uh, are guys yeah. that I would would probably not mind as competition or outright uh, backup. Uh, really, I think the draft is maybe kind of where we look to, where maybe we look for a backup that can also have future starting potential. Yeah, and I think that's the perfect way to pivot. Um, looking at this quarterback class as a whole, there's the four guys that are going to be first round picks being CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis. There's a couple of guys that are kind of down the barrel as like maybe later round picks. I'm thinking Tanner McKee uh, as an option, Aiden O'Connell at Purdue. And then the one guy that Matt and I, we've talked about for a long time now that we would really love to target as a mid-round pick and possible bridge to the future who could be a backup in the short term, maybe ends up being a starter in the long term. That's Hendon Hooker at Tennessee. And I could see a very, very fruitful scenario where the Jets have Aaron Rodgers and depending on what they give up with draft capital, if they're sitting there in the third round and they've gotten a couple of positions, assuming they keep their first round pick, you know, I'm if they keep their first round pick, I think their second round pick is gone. So if they're sitting there in the first round, they get their offensive tackle, they get Aaron Rodgers, Sheldon Rankins comes back and resigns or they find some other DT depth. I would. I could see a scenario that Hendon Hooker is their pick in the third round if he's still available. And the downsides with Hendon Hooker is his age. He's 25 years old and his injuries coming off an ACL tear uh, earlier this year. But he seems to be progressing very nicely, seems to be ready to go by training camp, at least from everything I've seen, is that he shouldn't be he shouldn't miss any time, for lack of a better word, going into this next season. And this is a guy that I've watched personally. I saw him in person beat Alabama in one of the craziest football games I've ever seen in my entire life. And the 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 number one thing with Hendon Hooker that I, I really like is just his poise in the pocket, where he's he is no fear. He doesn't care about getting hit. He doesn't care about guys in space closing around him. It's kind of the anti-Zach Wilson, where Zach, it was like anybody even got somewhat close. He's bailing and retreating and freaking out and looking at the rush, and the play's dead the second there's the slightest bit of pressure. Hendon Hooker is not that type of player. And I, I think you're going to have to teach Hooker a little bit. He's coming from a very non-traditional NFL offense. The Tennessee offense under Josh uh, Josh Heupel is very much a spread system. They use a lot of formations and, and groupings that do not track in the NFL. And he's not making a ton of traditional NFL reads, but he's got a good arm. He's mobile. He stands tall in the pocket, and that that fearlessness when pressure is collapsing around him to keep his eyes downfield, to not panic, to try and find a target. And if that doesn't work, having the the speed and the strength and mobility to get out of dodge and make people miss or, or run through a tackle. You can't teach that. In my opinion, you, you can't teach a guy to be under 
under control and calm when bullets are flying all around and and he's getting the space enclosed in around him and the pockets collapsing you know that's a a trait that you either have or you don't and so hendon hooker having that i think gives him a baseline to build from and if this is a guy that you're planning on developing i'm there's no better option in the draft for them as a developmental quarterback in my opinion yeah i mean most people's complaints are pertaining to his age and I could see that because let's say Rogers stays for two years. Uh, what is he, 27 by the time, or 27, 28 by the time he finally gets a start? So, yeah, this is a guy that just coming off an ACL injury, also. So, with the injuries and when the time when timing for when he would actually start, don't really bode well for a long, fruitful career. But even still, I would say we have a good maybe five to six years of having a top quality uh, quarterback that if he works out and they trust him to, to be that guy to take over for when Rodgers is done, then yeah, we still have him on his rookie contract for three more years. Uh, and then we can maybe sign him to a short term contract. So would you buy in for five to six years of high end quarterback play? Absolutely. So then Absolutely. what's the problem? No, then there's yeah. no problem with that. No, I don't see a problem. No, I, I think, again, looking at where we've been as Jets fans, we would buy in for one year of high-quality quarterback play. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. it's, so, it, it's, it, it's so few and far between with this team. I mean, they've had one 4,000-yard passer ever. Like, this is, the bar is so low that if you're, if you're going to hold off on a guy like Hendon Hooker that can be developed that I don't think anyone is sitting here and saying you're going to take this guy in the third round and he's going to be your starting quarterback week one as a rookie and he's going to be great and everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows that's not what we're talking about here but if you can finally take the path that we've seen work for so many other teams and so many other players where you take a guy that has some talent who's a little raw that needs to learn a little bit of what's going on in the NFL game but has the unteachable traits that are are always going to be valuable and you give him an opportunity to learn without having to be thrown into the fire. And you give Hooker an opportunity to get fully healthy. You give him an opportunity to learn your offense, work with your coaching staff, work with a guy like Nathaniel Hackett that's been around the league for a long time and has been around young quarterbacks and different you know stops as well. I really think it would be a, a fruitful situation. And if Hendon Hooker is your starting quarterback by the time he's 27 or 28 years old, and he plays for five or six years until his mid-30s, and the Jets are good the entire time, is anyone going to be upset about that? Is anyone going to be... Is uh, I'm not going to have a problem with that, personally. If you're worried about what happens, and and we're only going to have this short window of succeeding, you know, so be it. You can, you can repeat the same process. You can get towards the end of a, a, a hypothetical Hendon Hooker career in that scenario, and you can look for another guy to draft. And you don't have to be taking a quarterback with the first pick and having the best possible option. You can find a guy that might be a little more down the board, or maybe you pull the Packers and you take a quarterback in the end of the first round that you want to pick and develop and you try and do the Jordan Love thing or like the Packers did with Aaron Rodgers himself. There's other avenues to set yourself up for success. And the one thing that the Jets need that they haven't had for so long is stability at quarterback. So even if you get stability for a short amount of time, even if it's only five to six years, that's a lot of time for you to plan for the future and set yourself up with uh, an eventual succession plan. Absolutely. And outside of, you know, Hooker, there's not a lot there. Uh, there's, there's a lot nothing. of guys that you can take flyers on 
who've shown uh, a little bit of 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 skill with like Jake Hayner, Clayton Tune, uh, the Purdue guy you mentioned, uh, O'Connell. Uh, like, yeah, you can take a shot on these guys, but you know what? These are guys that I would try to like bring in to be backups or or late round uh, third third quarterback options. Um, so yeah, you you can go that route, but it's a lot less likely that you hit on them and have the the kind of uh, upside and stability that we're talking about with Hooker. Uh, one other scenario I want to kind of bring up is the chance that one of the top uh, four quarterbacks uh, makes it to 13 or makes it to striking distance outside the top 10. Are you willing to take one of them? Do we or do we not have Aaron Rodgers in this scenario? We do have Aaron Rodgers. No. Then I am not. Then I am not doing that. And the reason I am not doing that is I think those guys are for as good as they are. I think they're good enough to start as rookies. And I think with the the sell with Hendon Hooker is that you're you're sacrificing a mid round pick to sit and wait, and you're not. You can still be trying to be a successful team right now. You can still take your first round pick and invest in the offensive line and give Rogers a good offensive tackle to help keep him upright. Who's going to continue to be your offensive tackle if all goes well, well after Rodgers is gone. I feel like that is a, I feel like that is going too much to try and fix a problem that in that scenario would already be solved, at least for the interim. And if you're looking for a guy to be your, your eventual starter or takeover for Rodgers is the, is the value of these quarterbacks within striking distance. Does that make them attractive? Absolutely. Does having the five years of control with the first round, uh, fifth year option included, as a first round pick, does that make it attractive? Absolutely. And getting a high, high, high quality quarterback prospect at a less than premium price is definitely attractive as well. But I just feel like that's a, an odd marriage. And I just don't feel like the timing would be completely right in that scenario. I will say this, though. I think the only one that I would consider that for is Anthony Richardson. Mm. Because then you're following essentially the same path of development where you know Richardson's a little raw. You know he might need some time to get to get acclimated and get his mechanics in order and, and become more polished, and you're giving him that uh, freedom under an Aaron Rodgers to learn from. You know, I, I think there could be a scenario where that happens. But quite honestly, Matt, I just would be... I really wouldn't expect any of these guys to fall. And if if and when that happens and a Bryce Young or a Richardson, you know, falls down because I wouldn't, I think Stroud's going number one regardless, and I'm not a Levis fan at all. So uh, those guys I'm not even considering. If Young or Richardson falls far enough to be within striking distance, I think another team that isn't the Jets is going to offer way more than the Jets would be willing to, and they're going to come up and get them first. Interesting. Yeah, in, in all likelihood, the only one that falls is probably Levis. <laughs> and who, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I wouldn't be interested in in and either uh my biggest fear is that we are start looking for a hooker in the third but he's no longer there because somebody that is thinking a lot like us took him in the second uh and i could see that happening more so than anything else uh and we're left with nothing really uh so i don't think that they wait for the draft to, to find their their backup. I, no, I think that they they go after uh, one of the guys that we mentioned before uh, and 
kind of and if things fall the way they want them to fall in the in the draft, then then so be it. They'll carry four quarterbacks. Uh, I I can see that happening. Um, and well, maybe not. I, I, maybe not carry four. That's 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 a lot of. That's a lot of quarterbacks to to, to have on. I on think the it could happen. No, I don't could think happen, it's. But... I don't think it's out of the out of the question. I mean, Zach Wilson's contract still isn't ridiculous to where you're talking about cap hits. If you're getting mm-hmm. a a mid tier backup or a low to mid tier backup, you're not going to have too much of a, a a contract issue there. And a third round contract for a Hendon Hooker is going to be pennies. So it's not. Yes, you're keeping four quarterbacks, and then there comes the question of roster spots and, and you know who gets elevated and who doesn't, but. I think there's a good chance that you could see them carry four quarterbacks if that were to be the scenario. I will say, Matt, you know what I think is the much more likely scenario to happen? Mm-hmm. I think the Jets do the possibly trade up for a quarterback in the first round idea next year. Yeah, be- assuming I, they get Aaron Rodgers, because then well, you can still use. They have yeah, a first you, round pick next year also. Assuming they also have a first round pick next year as well. But if that happens, if they get Rodgers and if they keep their first round pick in 2024, I could see a scenario where they know, OK, we had Rodgers for a year. We're established. He might be coming back for a year or two. I would sure hope so. And now you can start the plan of let's go get the higher talented quarterback. I think for this year, for 2023, if you're acquiring Aaron Rodgers in 2023, you're doing it because you want to put your eggs into the basket and you want to be a playoff team this year. And so I feel like trading up for a quarterback this year, as long as well as getting Aaron Rodgers, I feel like is counterproductive to to what you're trying to do next year. However, if you've already made the playoffs and if you're Joe Douglas and Robert Sala and you feel like you have a little more job security, now I feel like you can try and start the succession plan and hope to grow from there. And the wild card in all of this, and I can't even believe I'm about to say this, but it's still, you know, for all intents and purposes, a possibility. It's also possible that Zach Wilson gets better yeah, and that the not, time off improves him and and maybe playing under Rogers, who's a guy he's looked up to for his entire life, improves some things with him. And this idea of we're going to have this quarterback to develop for the future might already be on the roster. Now, I think that's extremely unlikely. I think it's going to be really hard, like I was talking about with Hooker before you would kind of either have the trait to be calm in the pocket and be under control when, when chaos is happening or you don't. And we've very much seen that Zach Wilson lacks that, but if he wakes up and gets his mechanics in order and the jets offensive line gets better to where he's not facing as much constant pressure, you know, maybe there's a scenario that, that he could still be functional and they don't have to go out of their way to add a quarterback. I think that's, like I said, very, very unlikely, but it's not a complete and total 0% chance. Yeah, and in that situation, uh, we would have to either pick up his fifth year uh, option or re-sign him too. If if Rogers plays two years, uh, so both of those seem unlikely to happen. Also, uh, maybe the most uh, unlikely would be the fifth year option. Uh, so yeah, maybe he improves, uh, and they maybe just extend him. Uh, that will give him like a, a nice prove it contract. Uh, who knows? Uh, again, like you said, it's the it's it's the wild card of of, of all these options. Um, but you know what? That's I, I I feel like there is a strong contingency that still supports Zach. Um, and if he if there's any kind of scenario where he would improve, it would be this one with Rogers at the helm 
uh, kind of mentoring. I really think so as well. I think if there, like you said, if there is a scenario that happens, I think this would be the one. Uh, I don't have anything else to add here, personally. I think we've <laughs> kind of gone through this as much as we can, and we're still in this holding pattern of, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Everything seems to be pointing that way. It seems like every Jets player already knows it's going to happen. We've already had a report from a, a well-respected NFL reporter saying it's going to happen, who was right about things happening with this situation before, well before anybody else was. Uh, it's it, it seems very, very likely. And I don't want to sit here and say, yes, it's happening. It's 100% happening. And let's just go ahead and act like Aaron Rodgers is already on the team. But it would be, in my opinion, it would be a huge, huge, huge surprise if he is not the Jets quarterback in 2023. Yeah, I'd be surprised as well. It seems like the Packers have moved on. Uh, so really, it's just a matter of, does he want to retire or <laughs> become a Jet? Uh, and it sounds like, from everything he said, that he wants to play. Uh, so I, I think it's kind of a foregone conclusion that he's coming to the Jets. But yeah, it would be really nice to have that. that uh, confirmation we're kind of hoping it would happen while we're on air but whatever as long as it happens yeah the live reaction would have been great and knowing our luck uh as soon as i hit end on this recording we're going to get the announcement that it does happen and it is official and we're going to have to go back and fix all that but that's the life of podcasting in the nfl that's the life of nfl news would not be any fun if that wasn't the case thank you guys so much for tuning in matt you know what to do uh matt you can find me at zazzy jeff and you can find me at Andrew Golden underscore 17. Make sure you're following the show at OKD Podcast as well. Thank you guys one more time for tuning in. And hopefully the next time we talk, we will know for sure who our next quarterback is in 2023. Appreciate you guys listening. Bye-bye.